Sunday to you all. Kate Wheeler here with Christine Bentley, and we are going to start off talking Me Too. Specifically, when harassment is alleged, how should companies tackle the investigation and how public should they make those allegations? And of course, if you're the victim, what are the legal ramifications to going public? Uh, could you end up being sued? Soma Morales is a partner at the legal firm of Gardner and Roberts. She is here to help take us through all that. Top chefs are uniting for Food Chairs Night, the annual Recipe for Change event that supports vital food literacy work in schools as well as school farm programs. And if you're not hungry now, you will be after hearing about what's planned. Okay, now Christine is going to have a reading from spiritual medium Sherry Gallant. Right here, Sherry is not a psychic and for years wanted to keep this ability she has to connect people with their lost loved ones quiet. Now, I'm not sure what the difference is between psychics and mediums. Sherry will explain all that and maybe more, Christine. Mm. A single mom has launched a um, franchise business and now 34 of her 35 franchisees are also single moms. Nikki Hyatt from Tan on the Run will be in to talk about how she launched this and grew her mobile tanning business and ended up helping Lady Gaga get TIFF ready. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, tomorrow is family day. Eric Alper is going to be here to talk about family groups to mark the occasion. And 40 years on, Bentwood Rocker is... Not sitting in that rocking chair. The band is up and at them with with three new releases. We're going to chat with them in our studio sessions. Now, our handle is What She Said Talk Everywhere. You can download our Apple podcast, listen on the go. All the links are on the website, whatshesaidtalk.com. And our Facebook Live every Wednesday is a great way to find out who's coming up on the show. And, Absolutely. And win our weekly swag bag loaded with gifts from our generous guests. What she said will be right back, so don't touch that dial. I've always wanted to say that. (laughs) Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com slash TC or call 416-340-7270. Saturday night at the movies. Saturday night at the movies? Don't know what picture to see? And Brody's got you covered. Did you like the film? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, that <laughs> no. does I love your honesty. <laughs> Films about paranoia, I think they do us a lot of good. Because it's not happening to us. <laughs> I took your mom, Romy. Who loves a good film? We laughed our socks off. I was so bored watching it. <laughs> a film critic who shoots straight from the hip. Saturdays on What She Said Talk. Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region.
All right, welcome back to What She Said. We are joined in studio by Soma Ray Ellis, who is chair of the employment group at Gardner Roberts LLP, a very prominent law firm in the city of Toronto. And we've asked Soma to come in because we wanted to talk about some of the things that are surrounding me too. Let's start, Soma, with what happens if you are the victim of some form of harassment from a colleague what should you do? What you should do is gather up as much evidence as you can. So think of it as uh, playing lawyer for a second. What would we need? Um, That's what you're looking for. So you're looking for statements, you're looking for comments, witnesses, anything that, um, a a picture, Mm -hmm. um, any video, audio, anything that substantiates your experience. But in many cases, um, some of the stories we've heard have been just two people or it's been in some place like a bar where you're not going to be videoing your whole evening. So isn't it tough sometimes to have that kind of sort of proof? It's often tough uh, because it often happens on a one-on-one basis. Mm -hmm. So when you don't have any witnesses and you can't videotape the event because you didn't predict it, uh, you want to document it immediately. So as soon as it happens, you want to go and write down your notes of what happened. You want to tell somebody right away because that becomes the record because people's memories fade. So if you put it down on paper right away, if you send somebody an email saying, I just experienced this, or if your friend, you're in a bar and you walk over to your friend and say, you won't believe what just happened to me, that's helpful. Okay, so then let's take the other side. How should the company react to these allegations that involve two of their employees? So the companies are supposed to be respectful of both the complainant and the alleged accuser, because um, everybody's rights count. And and that's how it should be. So when a complaint comes to the company, they're supposed to take the complaint seriously. They're supposed to write it down and then assess whether um, it requires a outside investigator or an inside investigator to investigate it. Now, sometimes the complaint is just an informal one versus a formal one. So somebody says, oh, he just made an inappropriate comment. That doesn't require you to hire an investigator. It just, you know, you can resolve it um, just between the people. Sometimes mm-hmm. if it's very minor, but if it's not, if you've been assaulted, for example, you may need to hire an outside investigator. So they have to make a lot of decisions with respect to process and who is going to be involved in that process. Uh, what they should not be doing is making these things public. Just because somebody makes an accusation doesn't mean it actually happened. Now, so when, you presumption- that, oh, when you say that they should not do that, they should not make it, is, is it covered anywhere by any employment law under the Employment Act act that they should be keeping confidentiality? So confidentiality, you know, we've always understood it as as an act of a civilized society that you would treat these things confidentially. In terms of the law, if you don't treat it confidentially, then you may get sued for defamation, mental, mental distress damages, aggravated damages that results from a bad treatment of a harassment complaint. So in employment law, as in any other type of law, there is a presumption of innocence. Absolutely. Okay, so hypothetically then, if 
I am corporate communications, and I understand that and you know that that one employee is alleged to have done something historically to another employee, but the person is at this point unnamed, and I, as the company's spokesperson, released the accused's name to the media, and it wasn't out there before. That's not a good thing to have done. That's not a good thing to have done legally or just as a corporate governance perspective because um, there, there needs to be an investigation. You need to know the details. You want to make sure the details actually are accurate. Why would you want to harm somebody's reputation, um, particularly in this day and age, before you do any of that? And even if you find that the person um, did sexually harass the complainant, uh, companies typically do not release these things. There's nothing really to be gained from a corporate perspective to air out your dirty laundry. So there are many reasons why names should, names should not be released, not just from a defamation perspective, but even from a corporate governance perspective. It is not a good thing to be saying we have harassers in our midst because we haven't properly managed our process, we haven't properly managed our people. Okay, let's talk about that process. I think that's interesting because because I always understood that in order to be, I know that they can fire you anytime they want to pay you a package and, and say goodbye, but as far as the suspension process and making that public, don't you have to go through some kind of warning first or be told that this behavior is something you should not do? So two things. Uh, while in Canada you can be um, terminated, there are circumstances when you can get reinstated. If you're a federally regulated employee, there are strong <laughs> rules in terms of when and when you cannot fire, when and when you can fire them, stronger than the common law or provincially regulated rules. So that's something to keep in mind. The federally regulated, such as broadcasting, is federally regulated. Uh, reinstatement is a real possibility uh, unless the employee's done something really egregious. Secondly, um, you know, in terms of suspensions, um, it is sort of the company's duty to educate their employees on their obligations to each other. So companies are required to have human rights policies. They're required to have um, anti-harassment policies. And they should also have code of conducts. And most, most large corporations do. But you're required to train your employees, and you're required to make them sign in the dotted line so that they've read it, they understand it, that HR is available to speak to them. Um, so once you get to the suspension, presumably the employee already knew if they did something bad that they would get suspended. So you have to you have to act like a responsible adult. You, you have some, to act like a responsible. Like at yeah, some once point. the company's you done, you can't say, "Well, gee, they didn't tell me I shouldn't specifically sexually sure. harass somebody, so I think I can get away with it." You're meant to know better. You're meant to know better. So, what about the employee who is making the allegations? If that employee goes public, accusing another employee of something, are they also liable then for defamation? Yeah, I think if, this. This is a very important question because of what's happening now. While the Me Too movement is really important um, and it's done a lot of good in terms of largely that we're having a discussion about harassment, harassment being one of the fundamental experiences. And the abuse of power. And the abuse of power, right, uh, that women have experienced since they entered the workforce, uh, that we've tried to legislate, that courts have said that they won't tolerate, and yet we have not been able to eradicate it. So this movement's really significant and important, and it should continue in terms of the discussion between all of us, men and women. Um, but however, if you go and you name somebody in social media, 
And if it's not true, and if you can't defend yourself uh, when and if they bring a defamation suit, then you're going to get yourself into trouble. So I think we just have to remember that there's two sides to this aspect. Absolutely. Now, social media must be impacting your business quite a lot. I'm very busy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But but we all talk about this is not, you know, we talk about due process being a legal term. We talk about this being the court of public opinion. I mean, it's a very fine line what happens and it's a very fast line to be crossed. Well, um, it's getting crossed very quickly. And as I said, you know, I think the movement's important, mm-hmm. but we all, but other people's reputations are also important because how we treat others is how we're going to get treated in the same process, right? So this isn't just going to be a gendered experience while it has been so far. Um, it, it, women are going to start getting accused of things. So this, this, this is not a fight between men and women. This is about a fight between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Some things are just wrong. Harassing people, men, women, you know, children, no, no matter what the color of your skin is, uh, whatever the basis is, that's just wrong. And then if you are harassed, and follow a proper procedure, call people on it, you know, name it, bring it up to the company or bring a lawsuit. Um, If you're going to do it on social media, then just remember that you may get sued. And so be very sure that everything you're saying is accurate. Okay, so so Morales, how do people get in touch with you? What's your company website? It's uh, grllp.com. Grllp.com. That's that's, easy. That's easy. Um, Well, I'm sorry. Sorry to hear you're so busy. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. This is What She Said on 105.9 The Region. We'll be right back. For the vast majority of people, there's something about how they look that they are less than happy with. For me, it was my smile. I took a tumble down the stairs when I was a child, losing both of my front teeth, resulting in a very lopsided smile. Fast forward 20 plus years. With my wedding fast approaching, I decided to check out the possibility of having this fixed. Dr. Cohen, the team at Maple Ridge Dentistry, gave me a smile that has not disappeared since I had the work done. After years of simply grinning, my wedding picture shows me smiling broadly. Maple Ridge Dentistry is affordable, fast, and makes the process easy. If your smile does not represent you in the best light, call Dr. Co at 905-832-9008. Let the team at Maple Ridge Dentistry give you a smile you love. Go online at mapleridgedentistry.ca and change how the world sees you. Tell them Michael sent you. All right, listeners, we're live downtown with a terrorist organization who's selling delicious chocolate almonds to raise money for their upcoming attack. If you have a sweet tooth or a love for senseless violence and tragic destruction, you can help support terrorists all across the world from your own backyard. But if you can't make it down, you can still do your part for terrorists by purchasing some contraband cigarettes. Profits from contraband cigarettes support terrorist organizations. Stop the violence and call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS. Remember, you stay anonymous. Criminals don't. Do your research. Too many people go into the gym without adequate knowledge with regards to form. Many begin their journey without a plan either. Consider this. Would you begin a road trip with no GPS? Why do the same with your fitness journey? It's a marathon, not a sprint. If you don't have the time to do the research on your own, consult the experts. At Turf Athletic Club, not only do we offer personal training, we also offer free fitness guidance and counseling as part of the membership. Come see us at 31 Javelin Drive in Vaughan. Turf Athletic Club can help you become the best version of yourself. 1059 The Region, keeping the 905 in the know. 
Welcome back to What She Said in studio right now. We are very excited because we have executive chef Luis Valenzuela of Carmen. That's on Queen West. Tapas Lover's Dream. I love that place. And we also have with us Ranu Hamilton, the food chair spokesperson. And we are going to be talking about it's the ninth annual fundraising event now, Recipe for Change. And that's coming up when, Ranu? Uh, February the 22nd. Um, it's going to be at St. Lawrence Market in their temporary market. Mm-hmm. Sorry, temporary, temporary. The North Market, right? The, yes. Yeah, that's cool. But, but, but tell us exactly what the event raises money for. So it raises money for um, field-to-table schools, uh, our programming. So we do that throughout Toronto. Uh, we have a bunch of different programs, like our Good Food Machine program, where we go into different schools and uh, bring hydroponic towers where students learn to grow, uh, eat, and cook their own food. Um, the other thing is our school-grown gardens that we have, where uh, Chef Luis came and did a great workshop uh, with our students on how um, to cook the food that they grow, so they kind of learn to grow it the old-fashioned way, in the ground, uh, working with the soil, and also learn how to sell produce at uh, farmer's markets. So uh, that's what uh, the money goes towards. Well, uh, Chef Luis, the the women in your family raised you to believe food is the soul of life. That's right. That's Um, right. How did you get involved with this particular initiative? So I, I find, I, I'm, a, I'm an immigrant. Uh, I came from Mexico about uh, 17, 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I experienced firsthand what it was to uh, to be dependent on, on fast food uh, industries. Uh, because when I came to Canada as a young uh, as a young person, uh, I didn't have the skills uh, or, or the knowledge about cooking that I possess now. So therefore... Um, I was I was forced to eat at, at chain companies, right? Like cheap food, uh, all the time because uh, seeing beans and rice was foreign to me. Even though I'm a cook and I was studying for it, it was still a far sort of uh, mm-hmm. removed thing. So I I've experienced firsthand what it is um, not knowing how to cook uh, make make us or make you slave. Uh, to certain companies, right? So you depend on, on other people to, to, to feed you. So if you don't have the income to eat well all the time, so then therefore you'll go to certain companies. I don't want to name them right now, but then yeah. you'll end up eating, you know, food that is not necessarily good for you. So when I met uh, uh, Ranu and, and, and through their programs, I fell in love with it because I thought uh, as a young uh, person, um, if I would have met them when I on my youth here in Canada, I would probably be in a better health than you know, than if if, if than I didn't, and then I end up in the hospital for Did malnutrition. You? Yeah, yeah, you, so you, I was, I was, you, yeah, you was going to say because you, when so you're talking was, about eating badly, you had a health right. incident so, so that I really was, changed um, your life. I won't even say I won't tell you what restaurant, but I was working as a cook. Um, um, this industry, uh, because it's not regulated properly, there's a lot of. Um, um, mismanagement that happens in terms of the labor. And and as a young cook, I was overworked and I was eating very little and very poorly. And I mean, it so happened that in one of the greatest country in, in, the, in this planet, I end up being at a hospital of a malnutrition problem, oh my goodness. which it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't even like you don't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make but... sense, but it's the reality is that young young people, men or women, 
that don't know how to cook with lentils or beans or, or garlic or beets, mm-hmm. they, they will depend on, once again, certain companies that you could pay, you know, $2 for a hamburger, a slice of pizza, a sandwich. But these things are not good necessarily for you to be eating every single day. Yeah. And this is why the stuff, the initiatives that, that, that the food share does are, are so important, I think, in, in Toronto. And I want to pinpoint, uh, I brought for you guys a dish that we make at the restaurant uh, oh, with dates. Oh, I know. All you people out stuffed. there, you will be so I jealous. know. I, I've tried to describe them as, as, as best as I can, but the dates are stuffed with manchego cheese, roasted almonds, wrapped in double smoked bacon. Now, what this dish uh, brings in my life, a date take, the, the fruit of dates takes 60 to 80 years from the moment they are planted to the moment they, they the, the palm tree gives this fruit. 60 to 80 years. So what that means is that 60 years ago, someone has planted this for you guys at this very moment. Someone else And thank you these. for doing that. <laughs> That's right. And this is why the food share does. Is they, they, they are doing something without expecting a thank you or a reward immediately, but they're bringing the future of youth in Toronto uh, they're giving them access to 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 freedom and 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 the basis mm. so they can do other things. But do you not both think that we've you know the pendulum swings? So our grand great grandparents, I mean, they went to the market and they went in you know in Italy, for example. Yes, we're talking right. people go every day; they buy it fresh, mm. and suddenly we've got supermarkets and we've that's got right. big freezers, and we don't have time. Mm-hmm. We buy it processed, and now we're going we're it's swinging the it. other way. You know, it's, do you it's, notice that? I mean. I do. Um, so one of the things like we try to work on is creating that connection back with food with uh, mm-hmm. students. So like uh, with the school-grown program, with them actually growing the food and seeing, planting the seed and then mm-hmm. watching it grow and making sure they tend to it and take care of it. As well as with kids sometimes, like sometimes we'll bring up, um, uh, we'll bring in different herbs and sometimes we'll just be like, oh, that's salad. But you're like, oh no, this is basil, this is lettuce. These are all different parts of a salad, but uh, not specifically this thing is called salad that grows out of the ground, right? right. So it's different making sure that it's a education um, a component and then also a reconnecting with the food so that they know where it's uh, coming from. And Does it resonate with children? Oh, definitely, definitely. We have uh, one school that we really, really love going to. We have a good relationship with. And they, uh, initially, they were like a bit kind of um, uh, standoffish about it. They were like, oh, all these greens, like we're growing all the stuff in our tower garden. And uh, we don't really want to eat salad all the time. Like, is there other stuff you can add? Add some meat, add things mm-hmm. like that. We're like, definitely, those are all good in, um, what's it called, in moderation. Mm-hmm. But um, we brought in a pesto recipe for them. And, at, and that was like maybe a, a year down the line and by the time they got to the pesto they were like oh we can add more basil in this we can add more parsley in this we can add more lemon and like the palate was changing and they were um, excited about herbs well let's let's get excited about the actual event because um, 30 of Toronto's uh, great diverse and eclectic chefs and restaurateurs get together to prepare the signature dishes as you said at the St. Lawrence Market the temporary North Market so um, we have uh, of course Luis is going to be there but um there's people from bombay street food plant yyz the tempered room suko thai um and you can buy tickets by going to recipe for change dot me and foodshare.net as well and foodshare.net and they're 135 dollars. but get this that includes 
all-you-can-eat and drink access for the duration of the three-hour event. So go. <laughs> Get your ticket and go. I mean, this is... I mean, it, it, it's a wonderful event. I've been there. I couldn't possibly have eaten my way through the room <laughs> last year. I tried. Yeah. I definitely tried. You did too. What's your favorite part about it? Um, my favorite part is really like meeting the chefs and hearing about their stories behind the dishes and even hearing their connection with food. Like Louise has a really great connection with food and they all come and care about food share and what it does. So it's interesting to hear like how food affects them and what their relationship yeah. is and how they um, kind of uh, yeah connect with food. Mm -hmm. Do you find you have to turn chefs away? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. Usually um, our other team who works on organizing it, I'm not sure how many they get the every gets. year. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, once I'm they once sure. they go, they're hooked. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yes, I've been doing it for five years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're, 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 I mean, you've worked intro. at some, so you've worked at some great restaurants over yes. your career. I know yes, you were yes, at yes. Bymark and other places, but now you've got... Carmen Cucina Espanolo. Right? Yes, that's, that's right. It's a, a Spanish-inspired uh, restaurant. Uh, we use paellas as a main sort of. That's that's what we do. Mm -hmm. And, and oh, yeah, that. you just have to come and try. You know, I just want to pinpoint um, when I came to Canada, and this is a funny story about how everything is circling back. Uh, one of the first things that I told my mother uh, that it was exciting it was I went to the supermarket to buy a frozen t t t uh, tube of orange juice because every morning she would have to squeeze the fresh yeah. orange juices. I thought, this is great. This is this country is fantastic. And yeah. you can get fresh uh, orange juice on little packages yeah. frozen, which now I see that people don't want to eat it. They no. don't want to drink them anymore. Yeah, they want to go back to the... Exactly. Which is interesting. But well, the rest of the world is trying to catch up to Canada. Okay. So everyone else is trying to, yeah. to drink the, the frozen stuff. But... Okay, well, we wish you luck with the event, but we, we've got we've got to go right now. So, uh, And thank you for bringing in the food. We're taking <laughs> a break you, and we're you, eating. Thank you. Thank you. Thank this you so is much. what she said, and we will be right back. What's on? 105.9 The Region. There are so many great events taking place across York Region for Family Day this Monday. Aurora is hosting Arctic Adventure from 10 till 4 at Town Park with ice carving, winter games, snow tubing, and body zorbs. The Markham Museum, opened from 10 till 4, has a variety of winter games, snowshoeing around the museum's 25-acre site, or warm-up in the indoor playground. And at the Witchert Stouffville Museum and Community Centre, from noon till 4, share some quality family time sampling local maple syrup and other treats. Check the What's On calendar for admission costs and events happening in your neighbourhood. Kicking off the latest Wren's Pets Mega Sale this Thursday, our own Rob Pagetto will be on location with his dog Scout from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Aurora Store, located at 239 Earl Stewart Drive. Come and check out the great sale prices and pick up some fun 105.9 The Region swag from Rob. This coming Saturday, February 24th, join the fun, family-friendly fundraiser in support of the hungry and homeless. The coldest night of the year event is a 2, 5, or 10-kilometer walk held every February, letting participants experience just a hint of the challenges faced by those experiencing homelessness while raising much-needed revenue for In From The Cold. Taking place in 65 communities across Canada, check the What's On calendar for more details and a walk near you. Why not watch a great hockey game without the big ticket price tag? Saturday, February 24th, Markham Thunder take on the Toronto Furies at the Thornhill Community Centre. They hit the ice at 7.30pm for a home game you don't want to miss. 
for your guide to what's on in York Region, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. And if you have an event you want to share, email our community and sponsorship manager, Tina, at what's on at 1059theregion.com. Well, we think we love him because joining us now for On the Record is musicologist Eric Elber. And on the eve of Family Day, we're going to talk about family groups. And of course, that was the partridge. Absolutely, because in the next couple of hours or days uh, on Monday, Family Day will be occurring. And the reason why we have Family Day is because the government told us that it's nice to have a holiday between New Year's Day and Good Friday because we have a full three months without one. And so for this segment on Family Days, the family that plays together stays together. And that with the Partridge family. So of course that there's no real blood relatives in this band. They did play a musical family on TV and the music was so popular on TV that they decided to put it all on record. Now, David Cassidy and Shirley Jones ended up being in the same family through marriage, not themselves, but through other people. Um, and they were the only two people, performers, to actually be on the recorded music. In the 1970s, they had huge hits and sold five million copies of that song, I Think I Love You. I love the she seems so sweet and kind. She crept into Founded in 1965 by brothers Bill, Bob, and Barry, and later adding John, Susan, Paul, and their mother Barbara, the Waltons. No, that's the Cowsill, <laughs> of course. John. And they are a true musical family, and they were actually the inspiration for the show, The Partridge Family. Really? The, yeah, they were. They were actually pitched to be the the real Partridge Family, and when they said no, that's when they started to start to to start thinking about using Hollywood actors instead. Um, of course, in their in the 1970s, their biggest hits were Hair and The Rain, The Park, and Other Things. That was? The Shangri-Las. This band has a double dosage of family ties in this all-girl group. It's made up of two sets of sisters, Mary and Betty Weiss, and also identical twin sisters, Marge and Mary and Ganser. The the group often toured, though, later on as a trio and then moved down to a double act when Betty opted out of appearing on tours. And this band is hugely influential even today because the all-girl fronted band group was an influence on Blondie and the Go-Go's, among others. And and I'm disappointed to hear that, that the Spice Girls aren't actually getting they're back not, together. They're not getting back together again. I'm, I'm, I'm devastated. I really wanted to go see I, them. I would have loved to just see them together for longer than that one shot that they took <laughs> on Instagram. That was made up of Alan Osmond, Wayne Osmond, Meryl Osmond, Jay Osmond, Donnie Osmond, Marie Osmond, and Jimmy Osmond. And they were known as the Jackson Five. (laughs) 
the Osmonds went from singing in a barbershop group to Osmond Mania in just a number of oh short gosh. years. And in the 70s, Osmond Mania, I grew up with it. I mean, I had a big Donny Osmond poster up so on my wall. I didn't have Donny I had David Cassidy, Roger Moore. Bobby Sherman may have made it up there. Bobby no, Sherman. May have made it up there. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and David you, Bowie. That was it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that that's all right. That's all right. So with the Osmonds, of course, you know, they were one of the biggest groups in the 70s. And uh, um, still to this day, their, their album Crazy Horses is spoken about in terms like they actually led the way for heavy metal music, weirdly enough. That is very weird. Uh, that's a whole other segment. I, would have never I gotta gone get into there. that <laughs> yeah, later on. That. Yeah. Okay. And Sly and the Family Stone. Not only did they have real family members in there, there's Freddie Stone, who was the uh, guitarist, there's Rose Stone, who played the backup singer, and also the keyboard, and that's Sly Stone, not to be confused with Sylvester Stallone, because that would have been <laughs> a whole other different band. But the family in Sly and the Family Stone also meant being together. It meant having friends in the band, no matter what your race was, what your sex was, what your creed was. You were a family, and that's exactly why Sly and the Family Stone is in this segment for Family Day, because no matter who your family is, you can't get rid of them. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> Coming up next week, we're talking divorces in family band. In Eric Alfer's family. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us Thanks as Thanks so always. much for having me. Chinese New Year 2018. The Chinese New Year and the Year of the Dog begins on February 16th. If you were born in 1934, 1946, 1958, 1970, 1982, 1994, 2006, and 2018, you too are a dog. Those born under that sign are loyal and popular in social circles. They are also good at helping others find and fix their bad habits. Chinese New Year ends on March 2nd. Kung Hei Fat Choi. This celebration of Chinese New Year is brought to you by the Chinese Broadcast Network. For information on what is happening in the Chinese community right here in the GTA and abroad, tune in daily to 105.9 The Region from 6 to midnight. The Chinese Broadcast Network for the best of Chinese culture and information from a local perspective. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. York Region. York Region. Radio from your point of view. 1059 The Region. Well, Christine, you know, we've talked a lot about the dangers of tanning beds mm -hmm. here on What She Said. And joining us now is Nicole Nikki Hyatt, the CEO and founder of Tan on the Run, who makes getting a healthy tan a whole lot easier. Welcome to What She Said. 
Hello. I am so glad you started this this company and came up with the idea. But tell everyone exactly what Tan on the Run is. So we're basically a mobile spray tanning company. We go to the customer's home, office, hotel, movie set, um, pop up a tent and give them a spray tan. Wow. Pop up a tent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Have there ever been places where you couldn't? For whatever reason? We've squeezed in some pretty random small places. So we do a lot of hotels. We were even in a car dealership in the bathroom, someone's lunch break. Um, so, See, I told <laughs> almost you. Almost anywhere. Yes, Christine almost said, like, anywhere. we've got time here. She should have come. We should have had a spray tan. Before we it. <laughs> well, you started this as a single mom, often bringing your son on house calls with you. Why did you decide to start this, of all things? Um... I was originally taking psychology in school, and mm-hmm. I got pregnant with my son when I was 23 and realized that I couldn't afford to continue to go to school and uh, make a living at the same time. So I had to find something that uh, with a very low budget to start, basically. So I started everything with about $2,000. Um, and I didn't have enough money to rent a place, so I had to go mobile. So back then, mobile wasn't really a thing. Um, so I just kind of bought my equipment and and started posting ads and going from there. Well, now mobile must be absolutely the thing because people just don't want to take the travel time out of their day. Right. So now everybody, like almost all businesses are going mobile now. So spas. So you were way ahead of your time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, but look at this. It took a while to catch on though. <laughs> out of the, the 34 out of 35 franchise, franchisees, are working moms. Yes. That's amazing. So you are helping other people in the same situation as you were. Yeah, that's what made me want to franchise because I had a lot of interest um, from women just kind of asking, what do I do? How do I get started? And I thought, let me kind of get something together where there's a support group um, and help women. And a lot of people don't have $500,000 to start a business, but they want to have a business. So this was a good opportunity to support other women. And I knew the ins and outs of it because I had been through it. So I found it was just something that I could help people with. Uh, What makes your business stand apart from other tanning services? I think the mobile for sure. Um, Also, I have my own exclusive brand of solution. Oh. So a lot of of salons kind of use the same generic brand. So you're not getting anything different no matter where you go. Right. So I spent a lot of time at the beginning trying different products out. You know, there was orange ones, streaky ones, smelly ones. Um, I kind of took all that to a chemist and helped. That they helped me create something that didn't have all those issues. Wow. And <laughs> you ended strange. up on Dragon's Den. Yeah. How was that? That was some pretty amazing. I was nervous the first time. Um, I went in 2009. Kevin told me my idea was poo-poo and to find something else to do. Uh, that didn't stop me. Um, I then went Good back. for you. <laughs> yeah. So I went back for a second chance show, and Jim ended up giving me a deal. Um, and I didn't end up taking it at the end. I felt like I was already eight years in and they wanted 50%. So I just kind of kept on trucking with it on my own. And, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, and you're it not was sorry. You know, I have a lot of sleepless nights about it sometimes. Cause you always wonder what if I would have, yes. um, but I feel at the end of the day, I made the right decision. Um, this, uh, my company is not really corporate, whereas a lot of, other people are. So the mm. women are kind of used to with how I run things and on the personal level with things. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking when you said you, know, you go to hotels and things like that, did, did, I mean, t- 
TIFF must be a great event because of all the celebrities coming in that want to look great on, on the runway. Do you have some celebrity clientele? Yeah, I did Lady Gaga actually for um, this past TIFF, and I've done her a few times as well. Uh, done Kate Beckinsale for the Total Recall movie. Um, so uh, production companies, they must that they must be, be connecting with them would be great too. Right? Yeah, for sure. So there's actually tons of stuff that gets filmed in Toronto. Oh, yeah, so we're busy. It's, we're coming into filming season now soon. Wow. Especially in this weather. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> what advice would you have for other single working moms? Um, just to stick with it. Uh, you know, going to nine to five, you're really out of the house from six to mm. eight. So this is something that gives people a little bit of flexibility and uh, don't let it bring you down. Think of it as a motivator instead of a, uh, something that's stopping them. So how can people connect with you if they want to get a TAN or if they want to start a franchise? Uh, they can go to tanontherun.com mm-hmm. and all my contact info is on there or my Instagram is at tanontherun. All right. And, and we should probably say like rough cost just so people have an idea franchise startup is 10 to twenty five thousand, depending on the area that they live in i was just wondering about a tan oh, <laughs> a tan is 60 <laughs> is that a full a, a 60 is what what is that the full that's the full body so that's us coming to you full body and face yep Ooh. Excellent. Uh, Nikki, hi. Thank you so much for joining us today and best of luck. Thank you for having me. This is what she said on 105.9 The Region and we will be right back. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Centre is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com tc or call 416-340-7270. York Region. York Region. Radio from your point of view. 1059 The Region. Turn this thing around. Can you read my mind? Can you read my mind? Joining us now in studio is spiritual medium Sherry Gallant, who has huge events coming up on March 2nd and 3rd in Ottawa and Toronto. And who is going to give me a mini reading live on air. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you for having me. So for anyone who doesn't know, what exactly is a spiritual medium? A spiritual medium is somebody who connects with loved ones on the other side. We're not psychic, we're mediums. We don't tell you your past, present, future. We actually connect with, we're the conduit to loved ones on the other side. So if you have somebody on the other side, what happens is whatever comes through is to give messages to loved ones that are here. It shows us that love is so strong. It, you can never break that link. Love is so strong that when somebody passes away, they don't just disappear. Love is too strong for that. Now, you, you've said that this is a gift you tried to hide for yes. years. Um, because what, people thought you were... Uh, weird. Weird, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when and how did you realize that you had this ability in the first place? Well, my whole life growing up, uh, my mother would always say, like, oh, you said that, or, or you, you said that was something 
to that effect, like that's going to happen or, or, or something like that. But then what happened was um, I was in a horrible car accident in 2000 and I felt very uncomfortable driving for weeks. And what had happened was it wasn't my fault. It was on a highway. And when I came through um, after this car accident, I was actually in a graveyard. My car, I was actually in the ditch into a graveyard. And about when I came through, about eight, 10 feet away was a grave site of a very close friend of mine who had passed away, who I had named my son after. It was like somebody had taken me out of my car and put me back in. And one year later, because um, I had injuries and took me a year to, you know, go through all the depression and stuff like that. And um, I went back and I said thank you to him because I truly believe that he was there to protect me. Hmm. What do you say to people like Kate, who who is an admitted skeptic? <laughs> well, and even your PR rep said she kind of had to experience what you were doing before she wanted to hey, uh, take you on. Come on, this is weird. Like I'll admit, come on, come on. Like no, really, it's weird. Like it's it's really weird. My son tells me I'm weird. My husband tells me I'm weird. Like it's weird, but it's. Why me? I believe we all have it. It's just that you have to be open. Yeah, but you said when you sat down here, you said I've got one open and one closed. Yes. The open you were pointing towards Christine and the closed you were pointing towards me. So how can you tell immediately that I'm skeptical? Energy. Energy. Mm -hmm. You're, You're more colder. I'm chill, you're, but you're, not in no, a good no. way. <laughs> <laughs> but the colder, and, and I feel so, so much more warmth coming from Christine. Not, I'm not saying you're like a mean person or anything like that, but I just... Yeah, I get out see, of the I studio. See, I, can see, I, can, I, can, I can see it in the eyes, right? But, uh, but yeah, and what I would say was come to my show, March 3rd in Toronto, and uh, check it out. Okay, so listen, now we are, we're going to try this. You, you managed to grab a, qui- a quiet moment uh-huh. with Christine before okay. we started this yes. interview. Now, we, we need to warn our listeners that there may be some dead air for a, a, a few seconds while Sherry connects. Don't worry. We, we are still, we're still there. Um, what information did you share with Sherry in the time, Christine, that I did not have my beady eyes and ears on you both? I really didn't share anything. I closed my eyes, I thought, um, I sort of reflected on some things, I was just thinking, but I really didn't share any any specific information with Sherry at all. She asked me what I wanted from her, and mediums should never ask you questions. And right. I don't mean like, do they have brown hair? Mm-hmm. I mean like pulling information out. Mm-hmm. I had first said to Christine, the only thing I want from you, and this should be the only thing you ever give a medium, is a yes, no, maybe, or I'm not sure. Okay, well then, let's... So with Christine, I had started off because I felt um, a female presence coming from her, from a loved one on the other side, and I felt like it was a mother figure. But this mother figure, I felt, was gone for quite some time. And she was more concerned about a female that's here. And this female that's here, I felt like there's distance with Christine and with this, this young female. And when... I felt like it was a B. For some reason, I wanted to say like a Becky. And then what had happened was the the message to Christine was, um, and this is another thing, like a lot of personal stuff comes out, so I hope you're open. And was um, you need to to know that you are 
and always was an amazing mother. You did everything you could. Um, this will pass. This too shall pass. And I feel like this connection is going to come back, and it's going to come back stronger than ever. I feel like there's something you're missing out on, and I felt I, there's a couple, I see small children. I see this woman actually around a lot of kids, but there's two young children specifically. And this female that's on the other side brought in a male by hand, and it says we're together again. So what happened was this male is the one who is saying to you, um, he's a big fan, something to do with these kids. And I don't know if it's like soccer or there's hockey or something, but I could see a number 21. And okay. I wanted to say it's like a jersey number or or, or yes. something like that. Um, he's also was showing me some round, it looked like coins to me, but it looked like there was something attached. So I wanted to say medals. And I feel like somebody is holding on to something that's his that are medals. Um, he also shows me that May is a significant month. Yes. Very significant. May and December. Yes. Are two significant months. Um, <laughs> he wants to thank you. Um, this is a father figure. And for some reason, he showed me a Santa Claus outfit. Um, I don't know what that... So I call it my dictionary. They show me things for me to say. Mm -hmm. It's not for me to make sense out of. It's for you to make sense out of. So I don't he know... He wants to thank me? He wants to thank you, yes. Um, something to do with him. He's dancing again. Um, he's free again. And you know that... <sighs> very strong independent person but I don't feel like he could have been here does that make sense to you I feel like his independence he's got his independence back he's dancing he's <laughs> he's um yes he's he's moving again and he's dancing with this woman um I hope it's the, your mom the female, <laughs> side, the female on the other side um I want to say Cheryl Okay, we, we're going to have to just, we're going to okay. have to, I, I would love to hear, I mean, it was fascinating, we should know, um, if, if you're listening to us, that, that Sherry was like scribbling, writing down notes, she's covered an entire, she's covered an entire page um, with stuff that we will never be able to read. Um, but Christine, I know, uh, we, we've only got a couple of minutes in the segment left. Um, Christine, a lot of that I, I know, I know about you and your life. Yep. I know this about you and your life. Absolutely, absolutely on the money. Yeah. Everything yeah. is on the money. From the and name? She's known me from, so, for years. So to your she, grandchildren, to the name, taking care of your father. Taking care of my father, after who was half paralyzed, death. who is now... He was half paralyzed? For yeah. 25... Like he had a, a, a facial. He was half paralyzed. So he, my mom died, uh, and he died only five years ago. So he was in a wheelchair for so she a was long gone time. first. She was gone she first. She was gone first. And now they're together again, and now he's not... He's not. They're dancing. They're dancing. They're dancing. I mean, Can I and ask? you named her her daughter and her two grandchildren. Yeah. In that. In, uh, did in I that say part. names for? You yeah, said, you said shh, and my mother's name was Shirley Ann, but they called her Shan. Shan. And you said Becky. 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 My daughter. Okay, can I ask you one question, though? Because sure. it's still there. Was your mom a smoker? Because yes. ah, something about the... Th I, yes. I just caught a cough yes. or something. Yes, she died of lung cancer. <sighs> oh, 
Okay, so uh, now you, that you've are heard you a it, convert? now that you, I maybe I'm going to see if I can get anything out of her a little later. Okay. Um, so <laughs> how how do people first of all the shows are in Ottawa March second and March third in in Toronto. Yes. So how do people get tickets? Where do they go? They can go to LiveNation.com or they mm-hmm. can go to Ticketmaster.ca. Ticketmaster.ca. And how do they connect with you if they want to connect with you they can on go this to side of the real my world? My website, www.sherrygallant.com. Um, I do have a three to four year waiting list. So if you really oh my want goodness. to come see me, um, I would suggest um, buying a ticket. And um, and you do this kind of thing in, in that huge live show? Yes. And I mm. love it. The compassion. And I can't even tell you how grateful I am to be able to make somebody feel good when I get emails from people and they just sincerely tell me how much I've changed their life or given them life back um, just to show there's life after all right after we pass so anybody in Toronto or Ottawa who would like to get the same feeling I'm getting go, go buy some tickets thank you so much for joining us today thank you for having me it's been great and we'll be right back here on 1059 the region When Candace Derricks tells people where to go, they listen. Hmm, an all-inclusive is sounding pretty nice right now. Ooh. (laughs) Let me see food and travel and what else. Exactly, right? There's nothing else in life. It's food and travel as far as I'm concerned. So you want to do all your investigation up front. These are really, really, really good tips. Pleasantville is on our bucket list. (laughs) (laughs) We've got expert travel tips and tricks from Candace at lifeinpleasantville.com. Weekends on What She Said Talk. The Spark of Markham, CFMS 105.9, The Region. are listening to is Coming Home by classic 70s Canadian band Bentwood Rocker. And in studio today, we have Daniel Thompson and Eric Berger. Did I do that right? Berger. 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 Pretty close. Okay, so 40 years and many albums later, you guys are still making awesome, great music. And maybe making up for lost time. What happened with this? It's not quite three albums at once, but almost... Well, uh, we've been sort of working away at this uh, project for some time, and uh, Eric has has his own studio. So, unlike uh, the day when you know you had to have a certain block of time in a studio and you had to get things mm-hmm. done, we could just do whatever we wanted. So we kept coming up with new songs and more songs, and finally we had this batch of songs that were really too many to put <laughs> on a single like CD. So uh, we came up with this idea of putting them on separate CDs, particularly because there's there's one uh, of the three discs that has all, like, slow songs. Right. So you can just put on, like, all mm-hmm. slow songs. Mood music. A romantic. Yes. With yeah. a bottle of wine. Or whatever, yeah. And a so. lot of collaboration went into this, I understand, Eric. Yes. Uh, in in the past, I guess I was probably the, the, the main songwriter, and we'd have some contributions by some of the other guys. But this time it was really collaborative, so we have Mike Gettler, who's the other major songwriter. And Dan actually helped this time pitched in with uh, some lyrical ideas and some melodic ideas as well. But, yeah, we spent – yeah, we did spend a lot of time, so we really think this is – one of the best things that we've actually done. How long have you guys been together, working together, and how'd you get together? Okay, well, um, uh, Eric and Michael were neighbors growing up, and they started learning to play, like, Hawaiian guitar and ukulele. (laughs) 
in their garage, and then they had this band in Belleville called the Sands of Time, and then Smitty, the drummer, joined, and then Smitty came in a band with me after that band broke up, and then we broke up, and then we got back with these guys, <laughs> and that was a... I'm confused. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but it all started, yeah, back in really the 60s when Mikey and Eric were uh, in their first band. So since then, I mean, you've seemed to work with just about everyone, from Dylan to the Hawks, Ask Jordan, BTO, Anne Murray, the Irish Rovers. What really stands out for you as a wow moment after all this time? Um, I think it was going to uh, Criteria Studios in Miami, Florida, when we did uh, the Take Me to Heaven album. The record company, you know, we talked them into sending us down there. And, of course, that's where, uh, you know, Bee Gees and Eagles and all kinds of, you know. um, Clapton was there. Yeah. They gave us Studio D where Layla was recorded. Absolutely amazing. So how do people connect with you and get your music? Well, um, yeah. So the music is, we're on all of the major uh, digital distributors, you know. Just Google Bedwood Rocker and they'll find you. Spotify, Amazon, all of them. That's yeah. great. Well, that is what she said for this weekend. Thank you so much for coming in. Be sure to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk and join us again next weekend at noon right here on 105.9 The Region. But singing us out right now, live in our studio sessions, here's Bentwood Rocker performing Can't Imagine.
I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.